On today's episode, we're talking about a new show. It's called The Cleaning Lady. It premiered last night on Fox after 911 Lone Star. The pilot is titled TNT. The show follows Tony, an undocumented mother living in Las Vegas who gets mixed up in crime while doing everything she can to get her son into a rare gene therapy trial. So what have we learned? It's January 4th. Welcome to today's episode. the cover photo for this show it's sinister like it looks like the next dexter or like a blumhouse film because it's got her like she's wearing a glove and she looks like like she wants to kill someone but it's it that's not what this show is it's like completely misrepresentative like it tells the audience it's it's something violent when really it's not one of those ones where she's going out and trying to uh, enact vigilante justice Another thing that feels a little misrepresentative about it is that Netflix's Made just came out in October, and that came out with spectacular reviews because of how, like, it was based on a true story, and it felt very grounded and realistic, although there was, like, a couple strange moments in the pilot that we talked about. But in this show, like, they're they're completely different, yet they're named Cleaning Lady and Maid, so it's just kind of a warning to people not to get too wrapped up in the, in the titles because it, it doesn't make sense if you were. They're not connected in any fashion whatsoever. But let's talk a little bit about the background real quick. This is the first of two shows that we're reviewing, which were based on an Argentine original. The second one is Rebelde. We'll be doing that one soon. But what'd you learn about the first show that this is based off of? Yeah, so it was an Argentine show. It came out in 2018. It did really well ratings-wise in terms of viewership. I don't think it ever got a second season, but I believe the first season was 13 episodes. That was a 7.6 on IMDb. And then uh, there was a sequel show, or not a sequel show, but a remake that came out um, in Spanish, I believe, uh, last year in 2021. It was called La Muchacha Calumpia, because the original was called La Chica Calumpia, and it came out with a 6.5 on IMDb. And then uh, Miranda Yeah, Quark- but what are they about? Are they about the same exact thing? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're the same story. When I Google Cleaning Lady, it came up with like two movies that had come out. The, the movies are not connected. There was a 2018 horror film titled The Cleaning Lady. Yeah, and that's I what I was por- expecting. So so it seems like they had horror movies. They had the horror poster. It just seems so set up to have a horror narrative, and then it didn't. Well, you also have you also have movies like Sunshine Cleaning, which has a very similar plot about unusual business about people that remove crime scenes. Uh, specifically, I believe it's a, a sister and her other sister. They like clean up dead bodies. It's a 2008 comedy. You have Fatma, which is, I believe, a TV show about ordinary cleaning lady that discovers she has a talent for getting away with murder there's even a monk episode called mr monk takes a vacation in season season one where someone sees him yeah murder. i remember that yeah one. i remember so that like one. even though this show i have i haven't seen something exactly like it but that was an unintentional cleaning i'm pretty sure the lady did not meet like she the person ended up dead and then she ended up trying to cover up the body and i think she stuck it, it was a cleaning a, service like, the whole the whole cleaning crescent. service tried to clean up the body yeah and it was it was this big baggage at the very end so I was surprised to see that there was that many iterations of the same type of story. Did it seem like it was going that same route? Is that no, his? it didn't. Because the thing with those ones that you just mentioned is that they took a comedy aspect to this. And it could have been great if it were not great, but it could have been a better show if it was a comedy. I'm going to rip off the bandaid. The show is not good. There's just too much drama stacked on too much drama, too much forced righteousness, and then too much plot crammed into 44 minutes. So it's just a lot of everything. And in the end, it comes off very cluttered and overbearing. 
So let's get into the bad, all right? Okay. You've got this huge defining factor of our main character, Tony, and she was played by the um, person from Daredevil, right? Right, yeah, Lodi Young. Yeah, she played Elektra in season two of Daredevil. I was in The Defenders. And who is Armin played by? Because I'm, I'm curious. Um, Adam Kanto. I, I haven't gotten much on him. Okay, I, I just recognized Armin, I think. Okay, so she is playing a poor character. She's got an expired visa. Her life might be in jeopardy. But damn it, she demands respect. And that's echoed like continually as a theme in the show, right? She walks into a room and she like slams her fist down on the boss's office and just like demands respect. You're like, what, what exactly do you mean? There's a moment where she confronts her boss. But what I'm, what I'm talking about is more the like women empowerment angle the show is trying to take. But the problem with that is that it backfires every time they try to show it. So like in the first scene, you have this asshole boss and he is like getting all up in her grills like he's he's grabbing her he's yelling at her um and then her like friend slash sister-in-law slash other undocumented worker because they're both cleaning ladies like uh she goes and punches the guy in the throat right so he immediately gets his comeuppance and that's like okay all right but then he that breaks his windpipe and so he falls on the floor and he's like gagging in front of the entire cleaning staff and this is where you introduce that tony used to be a doctor and she saves him with a tracheotomy but then, like, you'd think that they would be freaking out. And they're like, oh, no, we just really hurt this person. Yeah, we saved his life. But no, they just run away giddy together. Like, oh, let's get out of here. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like am I like supposed laughing. to feel good about that? Because I-, I get that the guy was a jerk. But he has a hole in his neck now. He may <laughs> he may still have, like, medical injuries that he needs taken care of. And it's just you're led to believe that like you're supposed to just be on their side uh, right off the bat then later on there's a bigger problem tony's working in this underground fight garage like she just gets to sign these weird places to clean up and there's this guy named theo and he owns the fighting ring that's going on down there even though it just seems like a couple people i don't know if this was covid related but there really aren't that many people around this fight and it's two women and then these big spenders show up at the garage and they both know theo and theo knows Tony, he's even talking to her about his kid's birthday party, which he's like already got a present for. But then Theo pulls one of the boxers aside and says, you got to throw this fight or, or, or like my ass is grass. Like he, he's put everything on the fight, right? Yeah. And right. then she is really upset about it because and Tony's overhearing everything because she's the she's the cleaning lady and and the fighter is like i'm not going to throw the fight i can't that's against my morals or whatever and so she's like against the patriarchy right so she goes back into the fight and she doesn't lose she wins and the music swells and tony smiles and she's like oh this is a win for women the next scene because of that theo gets shot in the face oh my god (laughs) (laughs) well theo is the boss and he was like hey please throw this fight for me because otherwise i'm going to be in serious trouble and then he dies from it and yet we were supposed to be rooting for the idea that like she didn't throw the fight it just both scenarios come back and bite the idea of women empowerment and i just don't understand what the show's angle is if they're trying to promote that as a good thing i've heard i've heard it tries to be everything for example entertainment says it tries to be as cute as this is us violent as fbi and some medicine for the good doctor crowd yet another good girl breaking oh yeah the good doctor straight up had the same exact first scene where the this person like faints in front of him and the guy has to save um the person with a pen i think to do a tracheotomy with if i remember correctly so so like they introduced yeah I, i see what you're saying and i agree with that 
The characters also act very strange, but sometimes you can give a pilot a pass for that, but there's just so many instances of it. For instance, like Tony has this very sick child. He's in a bubble, basically, when she goes home because he's got this immune deficiency, and that's why she's trying to get him in gene therapy. That's why she went to America to begin with, because she could be a doctor back in like the Philippines, where she's from, with her husband. Right. And so she brings him riskily to the hospital because she doesn't have a visa and they could call the cops on her. And this nurse won't let her take part in the trial because of the visa expiration. That's fine. But then the nurse goes and is like, you're an illegal. And it's like that vernacular has been hasn't been used in years. Like they changed it to be like you're undocumented years ago. And just the amount of viciousness in the nurse's like tone is just overly villainous. Right. So there's that character. And then you have Armin who for some reason, he's like the crime boss here. He's not the highest one, but he's the one who kind of takes, um, when when Tony sees Theo die and they're going to kill Tony, she ends up cleaning up the body and that's how she impresses him, Armin. And then Armin kind of takes her under his wing. And for some reason, even though she's just a janitor, <laughs> he's treating her like Walter White, like he can't be without her. He's, he's tailing her with his crony. Right, he yeah. Demand, when she demands to speak to him, because she sees him tailor, he he takes that offer and he goes and speaks to her. Like, why? Why, why is he granting her so yeah, much I, stuff? I and heard then there's... he risks his life to save her at the end of the episode. And all of this is just because his mom was a housekeeper. It, it, it just seems so strange. I've heard this is like, there's like a will they, won't they type of thing with Armin. The weird thing about it is every single like type of interview that I heard kept on talking about how attractive the Armin person's supposed to be. So I feel like he's either supposed to be like protagonist number two in this case, or possibly just like an anti-hero. Did you, did you see any type of romance that could possibly happen later on in the series in the first episode? Like when he tries to risk her well, life? Well, that actually gets into my, my good points about the series. And so I'll just save it really quick because there are a couple more things about like, uh, what Armin does before we get into that first even though he like is obsessed with her he then makes her clean his mansion after it like after there was a big party kind of like a test and then like when she finds out it was actually his place and not his boss's and that he wasn't actually going in trouble she doesn't even like get mad at him for it and that's when she meets his wife but then he also like you know how I was talking about how she's getting special treatment. Yeah. Apparently they know a doctor who can get her son into this really exclusive gene therapy trial, and the doctor just refers him in it, and then suddenly the kid's in. And it's like, why are you? It's literally spending probably hundreds of thousands on this janitor that he just met, and not killing her when most people want her dead in his group. So it's just very odd. And then she decides to go to Tony or to Theo's funeral after all of that and uh, give the daughter that Theo was talking about her present. Right. Yeah. So now we've got basically all that out of the way. Uh, if she if this if she was in Ozark, because she and Marty have a very similar kind of like criminal um, merging, uh, like she meets the crime boss in the same way and <laughs> she'd be dead. <laughs> but yeah, we can talk about the good now. You've been saying that there's a question whether Armin and her have this like, will they, won't they aspect. And I was kind of, I was not for that because it just didn't make much sense. So that's why I was happy with Armin's wife's introduction. This Nadia character who we meet and we think at first that she's just this drunk, passed out party girl. But then we learn that she's actually living in the mansion and that she's Armin's wife. That means that this is, again, more of a benefactor relationship. And I don't think he's looking for anything more than just like, because she is married, and it would be really dumb to then add another soap angle to this, where it's just a will they, yeah. won't they. I, I just don't understand his 
his motivation quite yet because his wife looks fine like it's not like he's going to be like oh wow the cleaning lady is so much more attractive or anything but he seems like i mean he's supposed to have somewhat like be a scumbag right like i know you said that he's supposed to be like well because he like risks his life for her but in the end that i kept reading that there was going to supposed to be like a ross rachel type thing between the two maybe but i those people probably have seen more episodes than we have but he seems like a criminal with a heart of gold so that's kind of how they've written him. Like, ultimately, he's going to risk his life to save this person for no reason. But he will kill, like, almost everyone else. It's kind of like the Handmaid's Tale guy. But yeah, go ahead. Gain into the good. I've heard that, like, Elodie Young, she's been, like, the one shining star. Like, she's able to actually hold the pilot together, even though every other, like, review is, like, except for her, the, everything else is kind of messy. There's been sp- particular praise given yeah. to her. Yeah, because, like... Well, you- at a certain... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that the Hollywood Reporter said the show feels too restrained to be properly soapy and too silly to be convincingly gritty. Yeah, well, at a certain point, it does feel like a comedy, and that's part of my good, because there's so many tropes and cliche soap stuff. She's a doctor having to play a cleaning lady. She's a mom with a sick kid who could die at any time. Her friend is about to sell drugs to make money. Uh, The government could deport her at any time. She now works for a criminal organization that wants to kill her. She also explodes in a bomb almost at the very end. Like she barely oh, survives that, but she finds the bomb because it's going tick, 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 like a comic <laughs> bomb. And then the FBI at the very, very end is on to her. So there's just so much ludicrous stuff that's introduced. And maybe one of those things or two of those things in a 44-minute pilot would be all right. But when you have them all stacked together, you you can't help but just smile at how, how ridiculous and dumb it is. So unintentional comedy. But it doesn't make it unwatchable. Like, that's what makes it interesting is the fact that it just keeps on throwing this strange stuff at you so like yeah with her with her kids just going back to that i know you said what the problem with him was does he have an immune system does he have an immune system yeah Yeah. he's just someone who like if any sort of virus or thing he that his body would probably not be able to recover from it and that's why she makes sure that he's zipped in this huge plastic fortress all the time and with the money that she just got from her last job she now is able to make the bubble bigger so then she brings it and him outside to play basketball in the bubble. However, if you have a big plastic overlay over a hoop and like you're playing with a bunch of people, like it's going to get hot in there real quick. Yeah. So I don't know how feasible it is to play in that thing, but that's what they showed and everybody was happy. And then she went off to work and it was like, mommy's got to go to work. Um, I did also like that it started with the Luck Be a Lady song with Frank Sinatra because it was like, oh, okay, there's the money. Like, they're, they're, right at the beginning, they were showing you Vegas and how uh, someone was getting married. Right, and, I heard and there's, they like... they keep on calling her the Lady Luck, so... Yeah. I heard that, like, it, it tracks characters a lot through the casino, and, like, I, I heard that they tried to make those parts really impressive. They shot it in New Mexico, even though um, they originally wanted to shoot it in, like, Los Angeles or Santa Clarita, but it takes place in Nevada, right? Yeah, it takes it takes place in Vegas. I mean, you're seeing the Cosmopolitan Hotel. She is a someone who's working at those hotels, but she's undocumented, so they're kind of just trying to save a buck. Uh, but the the actual filming of it doesn't seem that great. Like the camera work has a certain bar it has to meet to be on Fox, but it's nothing spectacular. You're not watching some Netflix documentary or Godless or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I I heard that like the cinematography at least I I thought that they were trying to make it like kind of different. But the show I mean, every was, show tries to do that. It feels like then, that's true. But yeah. I the, can the, actually compare it to me made at the end of this. Like it does end up actually having certain ties to it. For instance, you've got the struggling poor mom surviving for her kid's sake. That narrative is in there. 
the whole show is basically based on Thony's family, right? Like, that's the main theme, the main uh, moral and thrust of the show, right? Nah, it just feels like it's based on her right now. Like, her kid, Luca, is a big deal, but, like, the rest of them feel uh, like they have room to grow. Like, I think there's a kid named Chris and Luke and this mini Zendaya girl and then the, the best friend slash sister-in-law. And they'll clearly come into play later on. Like, they're not going anywhere, but they just didn't have much of a part here. I think this is more going to be about how she interweaves her career with um, not getting caught by the FBI or the immigration people (laughs) or the hospital. Like, I don't understand how this mom would have not be exhausted all the time because the amount of work that she has to do and and cover-ups and such. It's just weird. Well, and that might be like the Hollywood Reporter said it might have been easier had she been someone to root against. Like, would that have, would that have helped the show at all? Yeah, I mean that's what I sort of expected. I thought that she was going to be that villainous Dexter type character who um, ended up when Theo died, like taking vengeance or or surviving and not being caught by the criminal organization. But she's sort of yeah, she's just an entire victim who. Um, who demands respect because she even even when like even when she should be intimidated i think the writers made it because she's a doctor and because she has this like all this stuff that she's dealing with she's never really scared of anyone she kind of just like is, she just worries about her kid and how it will impact him and that's why she's always like demanding respect which so that's literally the one thing her kid her kid is literally just the one thing like it, it doesn't seem like she has much yeah beyond she's, that. she said it's like now you have to take care of me said she said that to armin and then she's like and if i die then you have to take care of my kid and then she also made or didn't make but the person volunteered her best friend volunteered to take care of luca if anything happened to her she's just planning out all the contingencies and getting them all set up but in the first episode so i mean she's not gonna die though i i just don't see this is a mid-season replacement right yeah, well, it's part of Fox's, like, five new pilots. It was Greenland 2020. Um, this took forever to get to filming. Like, it took two years just for the idea to finally get to the filming phase because the pandemic happened, and then they had to continually, like, uh, decide when they were going to reshoot the thing. So it might have, so the production might have suffered um, from things such as, such as that. Uh, I've heard people be like, yeah, this probably isn't going to last anywhere beyond one season. But then again, you never know. The, the reviews on IMDb uh, have as a, a 6.4 right now. Oh, that's so. lower than I saw yesterday. It was like a 7.5 yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and like Rotten Tomatoes has, I think, two tomatoes for it and two Rodden's, but they say the same exact thing. The tomatoes come from Elodie Young's acting, um, but every single place is like, yeah, it's, it, it needs to get some stuff worked out before it can really like actually feel like a good show. Yeah. I would I would be surprised if this one took off and uh, and made it big, but... I don't know. It it feels like the Fox thing at this point had sort of set themselves up for everything being connected, like nine one one, nine one one, whatever ghost protocol, right? Crossovers, yeah. <laughs> so this just felt different. So maybe at least that's a good thing. But it didn't feel like it separated itself enough to become its own show, uh, or even if it had been picked up by anywhere, unless they did like a major plot rewrite. That's that's basically where I stand. Yeah, I know that they added new characters to this U.S. version. Like Fiona is. They is didn't new. need to. <laughs> yeah. So overall, your thing is just watch Made if you want to watch something like this. I said Made had one similar better. aspect to it. Everything else I mean, is different. It. Like this is not. I'm not recommending Made over this because they're not comparable. Okay. All right. I'm saying this isn't a great show unless you're really really tired and kind of just want to fall asleep with something funny and ridiculous. 
otherwise, I just don't see it lasting past the season. Okay. But that's just my own two cents. No, that, that kind of falls in line with what the rest of the reviews are saying. So, Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode where we'll be doing Rebel Day. Hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye. Bye.